Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Mila. And I'm Erica. And it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hope you guys are doing well. If you um, haven't done so yet, please, please, please go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rate, rate us and leave us a review. Like right now. Like, like right now. Like we'll, push pause. We'll wait. Go do it. Scroll all the way to the bottom of Apple Podcasts because it's super difficult to find. <laughs> find where it says leave it, rate and review, and please rate and review our podcast if you love and support us. Please, because some of these podcasts have like 15,000 ratings and reviews, and I'm like, yo, we got like a good amount of followers on Instagram. Why are our And we reviews? have a lot of people listening, yeah. so can you guys just type some shit that says you love us? Thanks. Thank you. Love ya. <laughs> Um, how are you doing this week? I'm hot. It's hot as fuck here in the valley, and I'm like, why do I live here? And I don't have a pool, and my air conditioning sucks, and yeah. You have like two air conditioning. Because it's fucking hot. This shit don't work. The valley is a very hot place. It's very deserty. Let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to the straight to the meat and potatoes. Okay, cool. So, you know, we've been asked a lot about um, co-parenting and how we manage our co-parenting schedules and if we have any tips, tricks on co-parenting. And the answer is we do. Um, but we're not masters. We're not masters because it takes two people to master it. So, like, you know, I'm perfect, obviously. So, you know, this is this works these these things do work whether or not your co-parenting situation is obvious like if it's amicable um but obviously these will be even better if you have a great relationship with the person you went half on a baby with um but either way and sometimes you don't have a great relationship now but if you practice some of these steps maybe you'll get to the place where you want to go these are just ways to help to non-romantic parents co-parent together in a successful way um 
people do always ask about this all the time, but Erica's uh, Erica's metaphor for this is by far the best metaphor I've heard. This is what she told her baby daddy. And ever since, it's been sticking with me. I also told my baby daddy this after Erica said it. Number one thing is basically think of your child as like the Super Bowl, okay? So this is like the biggest game of your life. And so often we want, you know, obviously positive results. We want to win. We want our kids to win. We want them to be the champion, right? But you have to be able to communicate with your partner. You can't lead your child to victory if you guys are not on the same page about how you have decided to raise your child, whether that's like how we're talking about certain things, you know, how we're introducing people to them. Um, you know, just there's just so many, there's so many aspects to that. So I always, I told my baby daddy cause he loves football. And I was like, yo, it's like, like you're the quarterback and you're not, you know, telling the team the plan. So how the fuck are we supposed to win the Super Bowl? There's no way we're going to fail. You can't lead your child to the goal of winning if you're not communicating with the coach and the team. Right. It's just mandatory. It's mandatory. And I think a lot of that, too, falls under the, the category of stop delivering messages through your kids. So communicate directly to the person you had the baby with. Now, obviously, if you're listening, you're like, my nigga don't, he, he sucks. He don't communicate. I get it. I get that part. But you have to at least try. And maybe if, you know, men love football. <laughs> maybe if you use Erica's metaphor. Maybe if you this use the, the metaphor beginning. of the Super Bowl. Our baby is the Super Bowl. This is the beginning And point. we want to lead her, him to victory. So therefore. Speak his language. Yeah. So you got to speak, you got to speak in language. So maybe he likes baseball. Maybe he's a golfer. I don't fucking know. But figure out a sport <laughs> that connects with his brain and use the analogy. And I think. That's the beginning stages of like opening up the dialogue and understanding that you both have to communicate in order for your child to win. With that being said, co-parenting is depends on each parent and how capable they are of being mature and cooperating with the goal. So we're going to go through a list of eight things-ish that we think are um, some very crucial co-parenting tips that can lead you to success. However, um, if you don't have the type of co-parent that is willing to be mature and communicate, the number one thing is don't. I mean, you have to communicate, but keep it to a minimum. Keep it at, I mean, if it's just text messages. For me personally, I have a up and down relationship with my co-parent. Um, so I've had to draw back and give and draw back and give depending on the other person. So if your person is not willing to be mature, I've learned that I've had to cut off all other communication unless it's just regarding the child. I'm dropping her off. I'm picking her up. And even when that doesn't work, I will mediate through a third person. I won't drop off. I will drop her off at your mom's. You can get her. Um, I don't. Obviously, that's not any way that anyone wants the situation to go. But I've learned that the more I give, the more he's he can he can piss me off. Mm -hmm. If we have small talk, then there's room for you to say shit that I didn't welcome and ask and it's not, it doesn't regard the child. So I've just kept it very minimal, very transactional, and then that's it. And I've also learned when you don't have someone that's 
on the same page as you. You can't do shit like go to Disneyland together. Yeah. You know, for those of you that are listening that like, you know, you, you, you feel like your child is missing out because you, they're not seeing you guys parent together, like physically, like we're going to the movies together because Johnny needs to see his parents and he want Johnny needs memories of his parents going to the movies together. No, Johnny, the fuck doesn't. Okay. Especially if you guys have not really severed ties fully emotionally. Now, don't get it twisted. You're going to be emotionally tied to this person for the rest of your life because you created life with this person, but you know what I mean. You're like, you're still having romantic feelings. You're jealous. You're looking at his Instagram every 20 seconds to see who he's posting. Like, if there's resentment or, or, or romantic entanglement still that exists, you need to, to, in order to help minimize that, zero peeping. It's trans, you got to be transactional, essentially. Like, don't feel the need to like ask the nigga how his day is going. Like we don't need to know. Like, and you know, and, and, and it takes two. you have to create those boundaries because sometimes you're not even doing it. It's the other person. And then you become, you, you're so caught up in that routine that you begin to communicate that same way. I've done it. So you have to kind of decide, do you want to have a amicable relationship? Sometimes that means you kind of got to be a little cold. And you kind of have to dead that relationship in that way. So you have to set those boundaries. You don't need to go to Disneyland. You don't, don't need to go to the movies. No. Like, and I had to learn that too. Like, I really did because I felt like, I, because I didn't have that growing up, I wanted Irie to see our, like us do those things. I wanted her to have those memories. And she, 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 whatever, she has some of them. But I realized that it's just not healthy in the long term for our relationship in co-parenting to do that because it confuses and muddles the line for for the for the other person sometimes for you if you're the one still holding on to something and a lot of times for the child and also if you're gonna go somewhere and not speak to the other person anyway it's actually pointless yeah like what's the point of going to dinner where no one's talking and and the energy is off kids feel energy they may not know the complexity of what's going on between mom and dad but they know shit ain't feeling right so Go with. Like, I'll never forget. I'm like, I went to like, I, baby daddy asked me to took me out for Mother's Day. This was like two years ago. It was like probably the last Mother's Day we spent together, and like, we didn't even talk the whole time. Like it was just we were just sitting there not talking. It was the most pointless dinner oh, yeah. of my life. A lot life. of dinners. Like, what like the that. fuck was the point? There's Why are no we here? point? Your child is not seeing you engage in a healthy way. And There's, the truth is, it kind of irritated me. It actually infuriated me, and I realized this is just not because I was there. I would, I would have communicated. He just didn't. Know, he don't really ever know how to communicate anyway. So he, it was just pointless. And now my daughter sees that we have weird energy, and we're at dinner. Okay, great, we did this dinner, but like, why? why? Yeah. What What are we really saying here? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So that's. I would say Super Bowl. Could be considered number one, but maybe that's just the how opening the opening statement. The opening statement. How to open the conversation. Yeah, and number two is like setting the boundaries of like, are you like, where are we? Where let, are let's, we? let's be realistic about where are we in this co-parenting situation. I could want to co-parent like uh, Alicia Keys and her and Switz Beats, but if that I don't have that type of dynamic, I can't do that. So mm-hmm. be realistic about measuring where if that is realistic for you. And third. My favorite, most valuable tip. I love this, this tip. This tip is crucial. Please listen up. This is important. The schedule. You have 
to find a schedule that works for both parents. And when I say both parents, I mean the dad needs to take those motherfucking kids too. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are 30 to 31 days in every month and the dad doesn't get to only get eight. Okay. <laughs> That's just not normal. We made, if you went half on a baby, we will go half on raising the child. So we may have heard this before. I'm going to tell you again, cause it's, you should pay me for this valuable information. <laughs> you start the one week, Monday, Tuesday, one parent has the child. Wednesday, Thursday, the other parent has the child. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back with the parent, the, the parent from Monday and Tuesday. And then you continue to switch. So Monday, Tuesday, one parent. Wednesday, Thursday, the other parent. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the other parent. So basically, you always get a weekend because some, I know some moms that like never get, their, their, their setup is that they never get a weekend ever. And I'm like, why? Like, obviously now COVID with all this shit going on, like weekends are weeks. It doesn't matter. But at some point, we're going to go back and people are going to, you need your weekends. I need my weekends. And, and not even just the weekend. It's more about, um, I, I know parents who like, oh, you know, Cindy only takes the kid to school and to soccer and to piano because those only fall on weekdays. And then dad over here or mom, whatever, usually dad, let's be real, gets the fun shit on the weekend. You know, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work out that way. So that way, every parent is, is, is fulfilling every role. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes dad has to take you to piano and has to wake up his ass early and take you to school. It's constantly, it's, it's constantly everybody's getting a chance to do everything and nobody's in the dark. And then one responsibility doesn't fully fall on the other parent. Obviously, depending on schedules, work schedules and vacations, hopefully the point is, is once you go there, then you can be more lenient and say, hey, maybe you take this amount of days and I take this amount of days or you keep her and then I'll keep her more so that it's fair and we're working together and it's making sense. Yeah. I mean, I definitely be flexible, but like also start this way so that you can go, you can, you can you can grow to flexibility right. because there's kind of, we've had a standard of what the schedule looks and like. And it really gives your kid more structure. So she or he knows what's happening, what's coming, whose house they're going to, and they don't feel bounced around constantly. Yeah. Okay. Go. Um, okay. So number four would be give them the same courtesy you would want them to give to you. So I recently experienced this um, because as you guys know, I am now in a relationship and, you know, when I, you know, early on when me and my ex broke up, I told him that if he was going to introduce someone to my child or she was going to be around my child, I would like to know about it. I mean, I was even more crazy. I was like, I need to meet her. Now, I've obviously, I've I don't think that's a great idea because it doesn't even matter if I meet her because it doesn't mean that like he's not going to date her and vice versa, but at least give the person the respect um, of, you know, communicating the things that you've asked them to communicate to you. So for me, when, you know, I told him that I was going on a trip with my daughter and my, and my man unexpectedly, my daughter was going to have to come and, you know, I did like I was going to not tell him because I was like, whatever, like he's the one who's supposed to have her this weekend anyway. So this isn't my fault. But then thanks. Shout out to Jessica Rose. She was like, girl, you need to if you told him that, then you need to hold yourself accountable and share that information with him. And she was extremely right. And I'm glad that I did. Um, and so I told him. And so I think whatever that means to you, whether it's the dating someone, whether it's, you know, 
being respectful, whatever it is that you want from him, you need to be able to do that for him as well. Um, obviously, things take, you know, things happen. People have attitudes, are disrespectful, all those things. Um, but I'm going to encourage you to always try to take the high road and um, not be petty all the time. Sometimes you must be petty. Sometimes. Um, but yeah, basically it's that good old saying, treat people how you want to be treated. It's very basic. Um, very difficult if you're not getting the, like the reciprocated energy, but, uh, I think you gotta do, you know, lead by example. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're dealing with somebody who is completely just dumb, um, court, (laughs) court is the next step. Yes. Yeah. I mean, try all these steps, but ultimately like court. I agree. I agree. You know, I've shied, I've shied away from court. I have never done that, and neither has Mila, um, because uh, I don't know. Like, it, it hasn't gotten to that point yet, really. However, I have a friend who, who it did get to that point. We were actually talking yesterday, and she was like, "Girl, it was. It's. I'm so glad I did this. It just. It was so hard at first. There was so much drama at first, but now everything it's is clear. clear. There's no like." There's no question about what his responsibility is, what, what time he's supposed to be here, what, you know, what he, you know, all those things. So well, I think it's black people, though, when we think about like court, I think we think about like involving the, the people in our business. Right. Well, it is. it's involving people in our business and them telling us how to run our household. And just letting people in your business, because I'll be I'll be honest, I went to the courtroom once to get to try and file for child support. First of all, there's handy like. 55 loose pages that don't make fucking sense. It's it's expensive in California to file for child support, like $555 or some shit. And I'm like, why the fuck would I be filing for child support if I had $553 to fucking pay for this shit? And then they ask you all this shit about your taxes and all this other shit. And I was like, fuck it, never mind. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> fuck this shit. So don't get discouraged. Sometimes it's easy to go through that to get to the, to the fucking happy ending. You got to go through the shit to do it. So I think, um, also I think, if someone's not helping you financially, court. Don't take it out on time spent. I don't think that's fair. You know, like if I'm dumb and I decided not to fill out the 50 pieces of paper and not get money, that's on me. But I'm not going to ever stop my kid from seeing her dad because of finances. I don't really think that's fair. I, I know women who do think that's fair, and I, I kind of get it. I do. You got to do the whole shit. You can't do half of it. But that's why I say if there's conflict financially, do court. But if you can you know, at least come up with a, a schedule that's good for the kid. Stick with that as much as possible. Right. Um, and also r- try to keep everything in text messages and emails so that if you do go to court, it's documented. You have the shit documented. Absolutely. Um, this one, this uh, last one, one of the last ones, oh, not one of the last ones. Well, one of the last ones is this came from Erica's therapist, which I thought was great, um, was no matter what, Keep a picture of the family, parents, and child together in the household. I think that's very, that makes sense. So there's visually in each household, you know, your mom or your dad, and you see them together and you grow up with those pictures because you don't just leave the house of your mom and then she disappears and doesn't exist. You know, you guys are still a unit to your child. And so to have that image around the household while they grow up I think is important especially if you guys are amicable and like you are and can keep it at least 
in public in front of your child amicable, it really, I feel like, is impactful for the child to see their parents and know that they came, came together love. in love. Yeah, they came from love. They came together in love and that there's no um, big separation and, and hiding of this previous relationship that created them. So I have a, I have a picture of Irie and me and her dad in our living room. Um, and whether or not she looks at it every day, I mean, no, she doesn't, but it's there. And, and I also, I would also say, um, I don't know if that's another one on the list about, you know, not talking badly about your partner, ex-partner, um, in front of your child. In and don't of, argue in front of your child. I think though that's a really big one is like the not arguing in front of them, not talking badly, and not assuming that your kid doesn't know who that you're talking about. And it's and them. trust me, like it's much easier to fuck this up than it is not to. I mean, we've done it. Like yeah. we would be lying to say otherwise. And I've argued in front of my kid and I and I had my parents argue in front of me and I know how that affected me. And even still, it's hard for me to, you know, when someone's pushing your buttons and getting petty with you, you, you know, you go right into turn up mode and you got to always remind yourself when your child is watching you that it's just not worth, it's not worth, it's it. not worth it. You getting out of character or anyone pulling you out of character because it, you could, it, it, it's, it's hard for them to understand when their parents don't love you, you know, are not getting along or in their eyes, not being nice to one another. Oh my God. I remember the ex extreme anxiety I had about, you know, my parents arguing and just, I was the messenger constantly. Like I, I'm, I, I'm going through this list because my co my parents were terrible co-parenters, horrible, fucking terrible. And so all these things they did not do, <laughs> like arguing in front of me, delivering messages, ain't no Super Bowl, and my daddy was a football player. And like, it was just all fucked up. And as a child, like, I was filled with constant anxiety about the conversation, about like having them even like mentioning both of them in a conversation, like, made me sad, you know? And so I think spelling even spelling your baby daddy's name guess what eventually that, they're that, gonna get it that dies around three or four because they're gonna know their letters they're gonna know what sounds like and they know the tone of which you're talking about and someone. even so like even me like i've 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 made this mistake and thought that i was getting away with it she knows she knew because she understood that my energy would change just when i talked about him even if i didn't say his name she would know I was talking about him just based on the attitude or like the way I, my, my the inflections in my voice. Like I remember we're, one day we're, I was eating at Cheesecake Factory and I was talking to Sebastian about him. I didn't say his name. I was really like trying to be cool about it. And then she was like, mommy, I want to call my daddy. And like knew. she knew that I was talking about her talking and she shit. felt sad and she wanted to call him. And yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So just be careful with that. Like your kids, think about when you were a kid and how much you understood. As adults, we forget. We really, really forget. We almost insult our kids' intelligence mm -hmm. a lot. And I and I remember feeling that way as a child. Like they are fucking dumb. <laughs> so I I try to not I try to not do the same thing. Even though I do it, it's hard. And I'm it's a I'm I'm a work in progress because let's be real. Like our, your feelings and your emotions get worked up, and then you want to talk to someone who's sitting next to you about it and you forget because they're always around. Mm -hmm. um, one more thing. This list is for co-parenting, but this is for people who are in relationships with the, their co-parent as well. You could live in the same household with someone and not communicate. I remember speaking of parents, whereas my parents fought all the time in front of me, like a lot. 
so fucking annoying. Second, one time my dad, <laughs> my dad let me go to Paris with my cousin the first the first week of school, and didn't tell my mom until the morning I was leaving. What? He 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 bought he let he bought my ticket. I was supposed to be going to school, and instead I was packing my bag to Paris. And my this mom. This is the bougiest story I ever heard. My mom. I was packing my bag to Paris. <laughs> my mom was. So so fucking heated. I was gone for like two weeks and she. Two weeks? Like, oh, I'd be pissed. I went to like some fucking Catholic school. I was like the first two weeks I wasn't missing shit and I felt like it was a once in a lifetime. I mean, it was, but goddamn, can you share this information? Well, my mom was unreasonable. And, but as a result, she didn't talk to me the whole time I was in Paris and whatever. I didn't care. I was in Paris. But she the point is, it's it's very possible for two parents to not be communicating in the same household. So don't think this list is exclusive to single parents. Right. Um, these, don't argue in front of them. Don't fucking send your kid to Paris and not tell the other parent. Um, most importantly is once you drop that baby off, have fun do you boo okay don't have you're gonna look you're gonna have guilt but just push through it and do whatever the fuck it is that you need to do you don't need to you, if you want to call in the morning and the night i'm not going to tell you how often you should be calling your kid sometimes like, i'm going to be honest i'll confess sometimes i don't call Sometimes I don't call either. Because I know if I call, she's going to remember that she's, she misses me and then she's going to be mad at me. And sometimes you need to just be over there and be where you're at. A lot of times we're worried about our kids missing us, but kids have like a one-dimensional, no social media mind. They're where they're at doing what they're doing, having a good fucking time, you know, blowing bubbles and shit. Don't interrupt that. Mm, I agree. You know, sometimes you got to just not be the mom or the dad and you got to just go fully into wherever you're going and go there. And then on Monday, check back in. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, it doesn't mean you're the worst fucking parent on earth. No. Even though the nail lady tried to shame me yesterday. And Why? She was like, you going, you going out of town? Oh, that's very long. You taking your daughter? I was like, no. She was like, oh, she's going to miss you. I was like, <laughs> hurry up and finish this tip. Um, <laughs> people are always going to try to guilt you, probably because they got some their own shit going on. Don't let people guilt you about your free time, especially moms. Men do it all the time. Men got sh- take care of shit, go out of town. I don't know what the fuck they be doing over there, and nobody says shit. So take that same mentality. When I go out of town, when I need space, when I'm like, I need to handle myself, can you hold her for two weeks so I can fix shit or whatever? I don't feel bad about it because guys do it all the time, and the children survive. I agree. I agree with all those things. Um, oh, you know what? I, one, one last tip. I don't, I don't know if it's a tip, but I just slide it in there um, that, I, that I do with my family and him is that we're on a group text. I don't know if like you guys, if you're listening, are like in a space where you can do that. But um, it's helpful to be in a group text with the family so you can share things, their accomplishments. So they Moments. Moments. So he can know. And, and I can know. Grandparents what, can know. Yeah. What's happening in her life, what she's doing. Um, even like he'll share pictures of her when they're together, like when he has her. And that's cool with me. Like it lets me know. It lets me feel like at peace. Like, OK, she's having she's cool. She's having fun and vice versa. So if you can do that, if you guys are in a mature enough place to do that. Even if you just start, then hopefully eventually that pers- other person will catch on. Right, and just sharing your kids' accomplishments, grades, all those things. Um, and also, it's a good way to have a track record of what the fuck is happening. <laughs> so, those are our tips. That concludes our list of co-parenting tips. And most importantly, uh, just say a prayer. 
<laughs> because honestly, this is what that shit really requires is just a prayer. Because <laughs> everybody knows, like, it's already hard to deal with an ex. And then you just throw a fucking whole human in the mix that, that, and you can't cut the other person off. Mm-hmm. So good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. And we and if you guys have any other tips that you think we missed or you have any tips for us, because maybe you guys are farther along in your co-parenting journey, please share them. Let us know what they are. DM us. Um, you can leave a comment under this um, video on our Patreon. And we, we love we love contribution and we'd love to hear stories of successful co-parenting. Real quick, I went to our friend's uh, son's second birthday party and her ex showed up with his new 25-year-old girlfriend. Mm. And she was very mature about it. She actually invited her. She's like, she's going to be in her li- their lives anyway. Fuck it. They just broke up. He just moved out. Bitch came to the party. And I was like, okay, you're real mature over here. Because mm. I don't know if I could do it. And mm. so, you know, it's just like, be the Jaden Will. <laughs> Channel Jaden Will. Yeah. Um, and send in your successful co-parenting tips, please. Yes, please, please. Um, like we said at the top of the episode, if you have a second, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, I don't know if you guys have joined our Patreon, but we have tons of other episodes that you won't find on any podcasting platforms. There are secret members-only episodes, lots of video content and stories that we keep secret only on Patreon. So And live episodes we do on Zoom with you guys. Mm-hmm. Involved. Yeah, like we do live episodes. So you can do, um, you can find us if you search in your search bar, patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. And you know where to follow us on Instagram at good moms underscore bad choices. We're good moms, bad choices pretty much everywhere. So follow our newsletter. Um, and uh, that's it. See you later. Have a great week. Happy co parenting. Happy co parenting. We're sending prayers. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.